0: Welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and this is show 33. And today I have a super special show... An interview that I did a little while back with uh, one of my favourite practitioners, happens to be my dentist, Dr. Ron Ehrlich, and we are talking about sleep. And you might be wondering what on earth a dentist is going to um, be imparting with us on the subject of sleep. But just you wait, it's actually one of the favourite interviews I've had around maximising our health starting with our mouths, ever. In fact, it's probably one of the only interviews I've had on that topic, let's be honest. But it really is just an amazing, untapped resource for health to look beyond getting fillings or having to have braces and all the things that we think of dentists for, a holistic dentist, and Ron is one of the pioneers of this field, and having founded the Sydney Holistic Dental Centre here in Sydney, will look much further than the mouth. And I, Ron always says when uh, you have a consultation with him and he's checking everything out, he said, you know, there's a mouth, sure, but the mouth is attached to a body. And there's a whole bunch of communication going on between the two that we simply must Look at to optimize our patients' health. So I know you are absolutely gonna love this interview. It's a notepad and pen kind of situation, folks. There's a lot of great nuggets of wisdom. Now it's a new month, which means we have a beautiful new program supporter, and this month I'd love to welcome back Valida. And uh, they are very generously offering us twenty percent off their entire range with free shipping over twenty nine ninety five, with your code all in caps. Low life and the details for the website and everything are on the show notes. So please do head to the show notes; it'll give you the link straight through there to check out everything in the range. And God, the range is just huge now. It's it's a brand I love working with, and you know I really appreciate that you guys understand that to. ...create a podcast. It's not just me doing a quick hours interview. It's research, creating the questions, emailing the questions guests sending questions back, show notes being typed, a producer creating the audio files and tidying everything up and making sure you don't hear the truck that's driving past in the background and all those sorts of things, uploading to Dropbox and it really is quite an intensive exercise and it would not be possible literally without the support of brands and I hope you guys know me by now in terms of how high the integrity Is of Lotox Life as a brand and who we would and would not work with. So when people make it through all of our checklists, you can absolutely bet that they are a true green brand. In fact, Walita is certified by the very, very strict Natru certification. And I've included some of the links about that. Um, for some of you who've never really thought about your personal care yet or your cleaning products or what you're washing your hair with, please don't panic. And there's always Go Low Tox, the e-course that you can jump onto, find out when the next round is starting because that is really a sweep through your entire daily life and all the choices we make and how to make them super well for ourselves and for the planet. But if you are just starting... Sometimes just finding brands that you can trust is a really great way to start. Unfortunately, there are a lot of greenwash brands out there who tell you, you know, oh, it's this free and this free and this free, but they don't actually tell you what the ingredients are. I'm a huge stickler for a full ingredient list on a website. I think if you don't see that, then there's something to hide, folks. Uh, But Relita has nothing to hide. There's no mineral oil, there's no synthetic fragrances, no animal testing, no colour used, no preservatives, no petroleum of any kind, none of the dodgy hormone disruptors like phthalates, uh, phenoxyethanol, BPA, uh, parabens. You've got none of that in there, just beautiful plant actives farmed biodynamically, ethically, fair trade. I mean, there is just so much awesomeness going on. So please make the most of this offer for the month. And without further ado, let's hook into today's show. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Joining me today is the wonderful Dr. Ron Early. Hi, Ron. How are you? Alex well thanks that's good so I have you as a guest helping us nerd out on the topic of sleep and a lot of people out there might be thinking what on earth does a, a dentist bring to the sleep discussion and I think today's chat is certainly going to show people just how much it should, and what's happening in our mouths is is absolutely pivotal. Pivotal. Gosh, I'm tongue tied today. Um, pivotal to our quality of sleep. Is this true, Ron? This
1: is most certainly true, Alex. Okay. Uh, it is actually one of our favourite topics in our in our practice. Uh, we talk to our patients a lot about sleep. I mean, routinely when people come in to visit the dentist, of course, our hygienists will check that they are in fact brushing and flossing their teeth and eating well. But then we ask three criti- critical questions about their sleep hygiene. And those three questions are these. Is it easy for you to fall asleep at night? Yes or no? Do you wake up through the night? Yes or no? And most importantly, do you wake up feeling refreshed? And uh, that those the answers to those questions uh, leads us into a whole discussion about the importance of sleep. And, and as you say, um, People are often surprised that we are talking about sleep, but when they actually think about it, it kind of goes, oh, yeah, of course, why wouldn't you? For a start, this area, the oral cavity, literally the shape and size of the oral cavity determine the shape and size of your upper airway. So, you know, if you think breathing is important in life, and I think most of us would agree it is. In fact, I often say, you know, the secret to living a long life is to keep breathing for as long as you can. It's not a, it's not a big breakthrough, <laughs> I know.
0: But, but Rocket science.
1: Here comes the important part. The secret to living well in your life, being healthy, is to breathe well. Yeah. And the big difference between just breathing and breathing well, and it's something we do on a daily basis that we give very little thought to. It. So the, literally, the shape of this part of the body determines your, the shape of your upper airway, and that has a critical impact on the quality of sleep. So breathing and sleeping are two things that we, in our practice, are very involved with.
0: Ron, now, are you taught about breathing and sleeping in relation to um, the jaw, the, the teeth, the airways, etc., in a dental degree?
1: Well, it's been a little while since I did go into dentistry. But, <laughs> I, you, know, look, you know, dentistry is a great course because it sets you up for this very, very technically challenge in profession in the most sensitive part of the body, which is most susceptible to infection. So you spend a good deal of your time building skills and knowledge around that. Um, I think in the last five oh, 10, 15 years, certainly in in, in extra um, in continuing education, if you like, anybody that's been following health and well-being as it relates to general health, but also oral health, you couldn't help as a dentist but become Involved in that type of area. So it's, I mean, I, I graduated from dentistry, gee whiz now, Alex, um, giving away a bit here, but probably now 37 or 38 years ago. So, um, you know, there's been a, one of my favorite expressions is that I only wish I knew as much as I thought I did when I graduated. You know, when I graduated, I thought I knew a lot. Mm.
0: What
1: I've realized is that the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. Just keep on learning. And I think that's why, you know, you're obviously enjoying your journey in teaching people about health for that reason, as well as impacting on people's health. So, no, we've learnt about that in the last, particularly in dentistry, I think in the last 10 to 15 years, it's become... A really important part of dental practice.
0: Mm. And can you explain? Uh, you're a holistic dentist, but for those of uh, the people out there who are listening today who don't understand what that actually means, could you just give us a brief rundown?
1: Sure. Well, in a nutshell, dentistry traditionally focuses on the teeth and the gums, and as a holistic dentist, Our primary focus is on the person attached to those teeth and gums. Now, that may seem like a small point, but it's a really important one because then you start to realise that not just teeth and gums are happening here, but this is the beginning of the digestive tract. You've got to have an effective chewing mechanism to break your food down and make it available for digestion and absorption. So digestion, number one here, the respiratory tract happening here, this is the gateway to how you breathe, how well you breathe. Do you breathe through your mouth? Do you breathe through your nose? Noses are for breathing. Mouths are for feeding and talking, of course. So, so, um, you know, that's another area. It's the site of the two most common infections known to man, woman or child, which all dentists will be focused on, and that is tooth decay and gum disease. Uh, but because of gum disease being a state of chronic inflammation, This is the link between oral health and so many other health conditions. Almost every degenerative health condition, be it heart disease, cancer, uh, autoimmune, um, you name it, it, it's got the the common denominator that runs through it is chronic inflammation uh, because the body's connected. If you've got inflammation somewhere in the body, it will produce chemicals to fight that, but it will circulate through the whole body, affecting the whole body. So it's not exactly... A revolutionary idea that mm. what is connected, and and also so we've got those two infections. The other thing we focus on is because we have fillings, because we have holes in teeth, we have to restore people's teeth, and that leads us to choosing material that is as biocompatible as possible. Mm, so that, that's a whole discussion about mercury and about metals and about BPA and you know, ceramics and all that. It's a real, it's a really important question. And then another thing as a holistic dentist we, we look at is because this is such a sensitive area, in terms of the human body, the mouth is the most sensitive part of the human body. And, and because of that neurological input, if there are slight imbalances, it can be a part of a chronic head, neck or jaw pain issue. So if you've got chronic tension headaches, chronic neck ache. So even chronic lower back pain can sometimes be connected to imbalances in your jaw. So they're the kind of things that as a holistic dentist, we look at And in terms of treatment, it's not just, you know, because the only tool you've got to hammer, mm. then everything looks like a nail. People will have heard that expression. So because the only thing I do is dentistry with my, you know, hand pieces and bills and all that sort of stuff, that's not the only thing, the only tool we have. You know, we encourage people to... Get their sleep gun, which we'll talk about today, to improve their nutrition, to look at their posture, at their exercise, yes, meditation, you know, so all that kind of stuff. That's a holistic approach.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Hmm. And so on the topic of sleep, therefore, we all know that largely people aren't getting enough and certainly quality of sleep comes into that factor because you can get, five crappy hours sleep or five amazing hours sleep and turn out the other end quite differently. And I'm seeing a lot in, like, pharmacy windows. You walk past and there's this picture of actually quite a striking, handsome man but with a sleep apnea mask on his face. So, you know, it's, it's rife, isn't it? And your practice, obviously your work, focuses on the shape of the jaw and in relation to the respiratory... Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, structurally, why so many of us might be suffering from a poor night's sleep and just not getting to the root cause of it when actually it's here quite yeah. often?
1: Well, um, you know, one of the common um, problems is that uh, people, uh, well, you, you made two points there. One is about quality, uh, quantity mm-hmm. yeah, and they, and the other is about quality. So quantity, I think most uh, eighty to ninety percent of cases, we need people in the population need between seven and nine hours sleep. So let's say an average of eight hours sleep a night. That's ninety percent of the population. Mm. Now the people that sleep four or five hours a night, they probably know they are not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Interesting group is the group that sleep six hours a night because they think they are getting enough sleep, but in tests it shows that, in fact, they perform almost as badly as those that sleep four to five hours a night. Ooh, so they're, wow. they're so quanti- quality, quantity, sorry, quantity is, is really important, getting enough sleep. But quality is the other thing. Putting your head on the pillow is not enough. You actually have to breathe well while you're asleep to get enough oxygen through to the cells in the body to regenerate the body. Now, you know, the connection here between the jaw and the quality of breathing and therefore sleeping, is this. The upper jaw, we, we should all, we've evolved to have 32 teeth. You know, it's taken millions of years. Here we are and we've evolved to have 32 teeth in our mouth. Uh, that means uh, 16 on the top jaw, 16 on the lower jaw. Now, when I ask this question of, of people in talks that I've given over the last year or so, I asked how many people in the room, how many people in this audience listening to us now, enough room. Now, I know this is true of you, Alex, so don't <laughs> put your hand
0: up. He's my but, dentist. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but how many people listening to this have all 32 of their teeth through and in perfect alignment? Now, that's important. So do you have your wisdom teeth in place? If they've been removed or they're still impacted, that doesn't count. You can't put your hand up. If you've had teeth removed for orthodontic treatment, that doesn't count either. If your teeth in the front are slightly crowded, they should be perfectly aligned. That doesn't count either. That means your teeth, are, uh, the, the jaw is slightly narrow. Now, the significance of that is this. If the upper jaw is narrow, if the palate, well, let's look at this. Here's a piece of paper, and if this is my palate, it should be broad and flat. And if it is broad and flat, Not only is the roof of my mouth, the palate, broad and flat, but the floor of my nose is as well. If I have a narrow jaw, then my palate is very high. And if my palate is high, then the floor of my nose is restricted. And then so is the sinuses and the turbinates also narrow. Now, if I have a narrow jaw and I have a crowded lower teeth, then I don't have enough room for my tongue in my mouth. Now, let's talk about ideal position of your tongue. Your lips should be, as you are sitting there now, very good, Alex. You are sitting there with your mouth, lips lightly touching. Your tongue, I hope, is on the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You are breathing through your nose. That's ideal position. Okay, now if you don't have enough room for your tongue, a couple of things happen. One, you may just keep your mouth open as people are, you know, you're listening to people or watching TV or working and your mouth is open and your tongue is on the floor of the mouth, or your tongue could drop back to block the airway, which, when you're asleep, that can happen very easily. Mm. So when I ask this question, how many people have all 32 of their teeth, in my experience, 95% of our population, at least, at least, do not have enough room for all of their teeth. And that means if you've got a narrow jaw, you've got a narrow airway, and if you've got a narrow airway... You're predisposed to breathing issues. Mm. And when you combine that with environmental toxins, food sensitivities, food allergies, which inflame the um, nasal passages, it makes it even more difficult to breathe through our nose. Mm. So, so this is the connection. This is the things that we as dentists, certainly in our practice, I mean, our practice, as you know, is in the middle of the city in the city, and there are four or five, or five practitioners there now. And, and we, you know, we all are focusing on, on this issue of not only how well people brushing and flossing as yes, they should, but how well are you sleeping? And, and that's what the connection is there between dentistry and because we see people so regularly, you know, we see people every six months, mm. and you're coming in for your hygiene, it's a perfect profession to monitor how well people are doing.
0: Absolutely. So... Obviously, there'll be a lot of us with crowded mouths, and you and I have spoken about this before in terms of nutrition, preconception through the young years of first solids and up to five when that jaw's still very much forming. But let's say, obviously, we're adults out there, we've got these crowded mouths, and we are having a bad night's sleep. Finally, it's identifiable that it's not my husband's fault it's actually just the way his mouth is structured that he snores um, so I'm very sorry Ollie. what can we actually do is there something we can do
1: absolutely and of course the beauty of this is the human story is the human body is incredibly resilient mm. so not everybody needs to run out and get their teeth aligned and straightened and, and the jaws expanded to make room for for all their teeth if they're looking for a reason to do it, I actually think the best reason to do that is the airway.
0: Yeah.
1: People go at it because they want to look at better, but actually the most important reason is a better airway. But I'm not telling people I have to do that because there are so many things we can do and the human body is incredibly resilient and has the ability to rebuild and regenerate and do some wonderful things. So the first thing, well, the first thing to realise is what actually is a good night's sleep. Mm. Okay, So I think you want to start with that and and you've got to say, without a doubt, the most important part of the day, if you're interested in your health, if you're serious about your health and the health of your partner, your loved one and your family and friends, is that sleep is the most important part of the day. Because it's during sleep that your body rebuilds, regenerates, mind reboots, if you like, and, and that's where a lot of really good stuff happens.
0: Absolutely. And I've interviewed, you'll love this interview, Ron, uh, uh, Professor Fiona Kerr, who talks all about with us all each phase of sleep over that seven, seven and a half hours to being critical to our overall sense of well-being, but also yeah. our sense our mental performance, um, yeah. both in terms of creativity and memory and coping. It's just well, fascinating. It's
1: I mean, our challenge in modern world, because we are confronted by so many stresses in terms of chemical stress, our food isn't what it should be, our emotional stress, financial, social, all that sort of stuff, is to build resilience into our into our bodies. Mm. And, and, and sleep is a great place to start. I mean, if you're not sleeping well, you could be on the best diet, exercising until a cow's come home, you are a fighting a losing battle here to stay in the long run. So I I think sleep is the most important thing. We've said eight hours as an average for 90% of the population. Some need seven, some need nine, but let's say eight hours. A typical sleep cycle involves five stages of sleep. Stage one is when you're kind of dozing off. Stage two is when you're asleep. Stage three and four are really important stages where growth hormone kicks in, where a lot of the, of the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in, which is all about rest and, and recuperate. And, and those four stages are called are part of what's called the non-rapid eye movement part of sleep. And then the fifth stage is the rapid eye movement, REM. And in that stage, you know, we go into a deep level of sleep and, and uh, that's believed, used to be believed to be where people dream, but actually dreaming occurs in stages three and four as well. That whole cycle, the five stages, takes 90 minutes. And ideally, we should cycle through that 90-minute period four or five times a night. And that that gives us that period. Now, if your sleep is being disturbed by um, a noisy partner snoring or having for you to get up at night to go to the bathroom, then you're not going into those deeper stage three or four levels of sleep and you're not getting that re, the regenerative sleep that you should. So, so that is what a good night's sleep should look like. Going through those stages, having the quality of, of breathing while you're asleep and, and sleeping long enough to, to do that, you know, to recover. Um, so, so, you know, you ask, what can we do about it? We can do so much. And mm. The first thing to do is to prioritise it. So once you realise and accept both you and your partner and your family all accept that it's an important part of everyone's health. Let's focus on it. Then it starts to take on a whole. New, it's a whole new beast, and then you can start to really do uh, some great stuff. And then you have to start thinking about proper sleep hygiene.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, let's get to the crowded mouth people. Mm-hmm. What can they do? What are some of the? You go to your dentist. You're presented with some options. What are those options?
1: Well, well in our practice, I think this is our general approach to health issues. There is a hierarchy of treatment. Yeah. You see, just because I can do something doesn't mean it needs to be done. Okay? It's tempting. I know. I love doing that kind of stuff. But just because I can do it doesn't mean you need it. Yeah. So what I would prefer to do is encourage people to start with the simple. And the simple is to get into a good routine to set up your room and temperature with the light, with the air, with your food, so that you're more likely to sleep well. Mm -hmm. And and that's the preferred method, to eat well and and sleep well. Now, if you are wanting then to do something about about the, the airway from a dental perspective, what we're tending to do is to create space to make room for the teeth. Now, when, you know, the, the, what defined a holistic dentist is that there's a person attached to the teeth. And a good example of this is like for 50 years uh, in Australia, in fact, globally, when people had crowded teeth, the dentist or the orthodontist who just focused on the teeth, not the person attached to the teeth, went, oh, your teeth are crowded. The way we can solve this problem is by removing a couple of teeth and making room the teeth. And that is a dentist focusing just on the teeth and gums. But if you take a step back from that and say, no, the person has to breathe. So by removing teeth and making the mouth smaller, albeit more aligned, that's not helping them as much as I could. The better way of approaching that is to expand the upper and lower jaw and make more room and then try to get the muscles of the lip and tongue into balance to keep those, those teeth aligned. So, but essentially our, our approach, when we do orthodontics on patients and, you know, our youngest is kids, you know, young, young, is, well, I suppose five, five's a bit young. Although we do give kids at that age, some uh, soft appliances to help them breathe. They're called myofunctional appliances. that are really good. That set up a, a better breathing pattern and a better muscle tone around the lips and the tongue, because they're the best orthodontic appliances known to man, woman or child. If your tongue is on the roof of your mouth and your lips are lightly touching, those two muscles, the broad tongue, will create a broad upper arch and the lightly touching lips will keep things nicely aligned. So if the tongue and the lips are in good balance, then the teeth will stay well aligned. Mm -hmm. But if if your tongue, if they're not out of balance... Those kind of appliances are used for five-year-olds, ten-year-olds, they're called myofunctional appliances, or trainers, fantastic, particularly when we work in conjunction with nutrition and get the airways working well. Mm -hmm. And then as we get older, expansion appliances, removable plates of many different designs that create more space. And then ultimately uh, getting the final alignment of the teeth can be done through Invisalign or braces.
0: Right, I, okay. so you would say, even for adults, like if if a crowded mouth has been identified as an issue, far better an investment than sleeping pills and and sleep apnea machines, it would be better to look at your long term strategy at least hand in hand. <laughs> to, um, to sort out your crowded mouth situation. Well, I,
1: guess, I think it's part of the issue, uh, Alexa, it's tempting for me to say yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. I just want to make sure everyone gets yeah. some, some no, real I, ideas. I would
1: encourage them to prioritize, mm-hmm. to get their routine in order, to make sure the temperature of their room, that they're not eating too soon before they go to bed, yeah. that they're not having caffeine after one o'clock. That their partner is not noisy, and so that's a whole story there about snoring and what we can do about it. Mm. Uh, but but you know, if people are then wanting to improve their airway after they've explored all of these things, um, then yes, I think uh, there is a place there for doing some treatment orthodontically uh, from the age of five, uh, you know, or younger even, uh, right through. My oldest orthodontic patient is eighty-two years old.
0: Oh wow. It's never too late. Oh, so it's never too late. Yeah. Now, we've spoken about taping your mouth before, yeah. and this is something that you don't need orthodontic treatment for, and it's incredibly inexpensive for the open mouth sleepers. Can you talk to us about what open mouth sleeping is, why it's bad uh, or not so great, perhaps bad as an extreme, and how we can get our heads around this freakish process of taping ourselves?
1: Okay. Going to sleep. Well, let's just explain before we lose half the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> 101 breathing. Okay, we are meant to breathe through our noses. Mm. We're meant to breathe from our diaphragm. So, as we breathe in, our stomach goes out. That's our diaphragm, bringing air down deeper into our lungs. And our lips are together, and we're breathing through our nose. Now, why is it good to breathe through your nose? So many reasons. Here are a few of them. It, is, it warms, humidifies, and filters the air before you inhale it in your lungs. Right. So the fine hairs in the nose clean out the particles, and uh, then the mucus lining of the sinuses kill the viruses and bacteria. Then the sinuses and the turbinates warm, humidify, and filter the air. Then the adenoids and the tonsils also filter the air before we inhale it into our lungs. Now, when you breathe through your nose. It also stimulates the body to produce something called nitric oxide. So not nitrous oxide, happy gas that you get when you're having a baby or when you're at the dentist, not nitrous oxide, but nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is a really powerful body regulator. Mm-hmm. So so there is uh, what we ideally want to be doing, breathing through our noses. Now, yeah. and the other thing that breathing through our nose does is it slows our breathing down, it helps balance out our body chemistry, which has a profound impact on smooth muscle throughout the body. Now, smooth muscle is in blood vessels. It's in the digestive tract. It's part of your bladder. So this is the connection here between do you wake up at night to go to the bathroom? Mm. Most people do not associate their breathing going out of balance with getting up at night to go to the bathroom. Now, an extreme example of that is children who wet their bed, and, and you know bedwetting. I mean, you know, when a baby, when you're a baby, and before you've been toilet trained, you know, this this is what we kind of expect. But after the age of say three or four, you know, we're kind of now expecting that that we know when we need to go to the bathroom. But we have seen many patients in our practice, children of varying ages who, who at the age of 10, 12, 15, still bedwetting. And, and I had one case where a 12 year old girl was coming in for orthodontic assessment and, and part of the history was that they suffered from enuresis. Enuresis is the technical medical term for bedwetting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was significant in terms of their orthodontic assessment as well, because it was pretty clear to me while they were, the child was sitting there she was sitting there listening to me like this with her mouth open.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was breathing with her mouth open and almost hyperventilating. Right. And, and what that, and, I, and to me, because of what I know about breathing, it was clear to me that there was a connection between the enduresis, the bedwetting, and her breathing. Now, I have over the years done the Buteco technique of breathing. It's a breathing technique to balance out Balance our breathing, and I would recommend to your listeners if they are interested in in exploring this breathing issue for them or their family. uh, The Buteiko technique is a very good one that's B U T E Y K O. Um, We work with several practitioners, Uh, and I've done the course twice now, and, and I've worked with a respiratory physiologist. And part of the course, and this is cheating here, okay? because there are some great exercises in the Uteco program and this part of the micropore tape is only a tiny little part of it. Mm. So so what, what I learned from that was that by placing micropore tape on the mouth at night, it used the seven or eight hours of sleep to retrain my body and my brain because we have a breathing center in our brain. It gets used to us sitting there like this or gets used to us sitting there like this. So we have used the opportunity while we're asleep to use the tape to keep our mouth together and and breathe through our nose. Now, that has profound impact on your sleep. And in fact, for this young girl, it solved the problem of enuresis. Now, she'd been to see a neurologist. A, psych- a psychologist, a urologist. She had been on medications. She had her parents had spent thousands of dollars. Wow. And I kid you not, I don't have it on my desk here, but it's a, a $2 piece of MicroPort tape. There are some nuances there about how to use it, as in there's a little tab you need so that you can find it at night. Don't pull the tape off in the morning. Take your tongue out. Remember, we're not telling you to tie your hands behind your back. <laughs> You will always take that tape off if you feel uncomfortable. And a really good thing to do is put the tape on while you're watching TV. Mm. A very interesting thing happens. A lot of people have a blocked nose, and I've done this in presentations many times. I say, okay, who in the room has a blocked nose, and somebody will put their hand up, and I go, right, let's put some micropore tape on your mouth, okay? And they'll sit there, and I just say, keep calm." And they'll sit there and they'll put the microcore tape on their nose because I know on their mouth because I know what will happen once the body chemistry balances out. Once the nitric oxide starts to be produced, the nasal passages open up, and so this person who had a blocked nose sitting there listening to me talk, within two or three minutes, sitting there, not passing out, not going blue, not choking, but going, hmm. wow, I can not speaking, obviously, but you're thinking, I can breathe through my nose. How weird is that? Well, that's undergraduate dentistry and medicine. That's second year biology, physiology and biochemistry. It's not rocket science. It's not anything revolutionary. Okay, so we do use micro tape and we instruct our patients carefully how to use it. We encourage them to visit a respiratory physiologist and, and, and do that, but This is such a simple thing to do and, hey, you don't even have to do it while you're asleep. Just try it while you're working at your desk Mm. and watch your body's chemistry correct itself.
0: Amazing. I think that nitric oxide nugget is just... That was worth the price of the admission, wasn't it? Uh, Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, as you said, so many people spend thousands on specialists where we're unfortunately moving further away sometimes from the root cause of, Absolutely. of as you said, something that's as basic to a doctor or a dentist as second-year biology. Yeah. and this is
1: talking about a high-key treatment. Mm. i had a person coming in, I've had several in the last few months who have come in and said, oh, um, my, my orthodontist said I needed surgery or this was too difficult a case or... Or, no, I don't don't want to, you know, it's too complicated. No, it's not, you know, and I love doing those cases. They're terrific. They make such a difference and they're such a buzz to do. But people don't need to do, that's not the starting point. Yeah. starting point is to start with the simple, something that you can take control of yourself. You know, doctors, medicine is what doctors do for you. Health is what you do for yourself. I love that. So, if you, you know, if the only thing you know about health is your doctor's phone number or your dentist's phone number, then you are in serious trouble. Mm. You
0: know,
1: you have to take control of this yourself. Yeah. And, and simple stuff makes a big difference.
0: Really yeah. simple stuff. So lifestyle, what we're eating, looking at where we're breathing from and setting ourselves up to breathe better, and then moving on to some more partnered solutions with your holistic dentist yeah. if needed. Love it. So simple and yet so much rich information. Thank you so much, Ron. Is there anything you want to add to, to finish off today?
1: Well, no, I just would encourage people, as I said, to start with the simple and be. Commu- I mean, you have to make a commitment to, to sleep.
0: That's the thing, isn't it? Number one, you've yeah. got to say, I want to feel better. And I recognise that sleep is one of the most important ways to feel better.
1: It's transformative. And because people have promised themselves that they'll do exercise and they're going to change their diet, you know, when you're not sleeping well, a hormone called ghrelin, it's produced in the stomach, goes up. And so that makes you feel like you're hungry. So if you're wondering why when you're tired you make some fairly irrational decisions about <laughs> the food you're eating. All the chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ghrelin, it's a hormonal thing going on here. It's not just mm. your weakness, mm. ghrelin goes up. When you don't sleep well, growth hormone goes down, so your body doesn't regenerate. Mm. Leptin, you hear it, people hear a lot about insulin, and insulin is to do with fat storage and all that, but leptin is another hormone that's really important in fat metabolism. When you don't sleep well, guess what? Leptin goes down, ghrelin goes up, so you're eating irrationally uh, but you're not pre- metabolising your fat world. So there's a whole hormonal symphony going on at night and you can either choose to enjoy the beautiful music it could be or it could just be a complete, uh, you know, catastrophe. So, so you know, something as simple as that, I would encourage people. Start with sleep.
0: Mm, front row seats to your best health or miss out on the tickets and be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Uh, Have a wonderful day and it's been absolutely brilliant having you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Check out the show notes at lowtoxlife.com forward slash podcast. And if you wanted to maybe share a quote and something that really jumped out for you, you can find us on Instagram at lowtoxlife or simply hashtag lowtoxlife across social media. I absolutely love bringing you the show. Thank you for any of the star ratings or one line reviews that you guys have left. It helps me know what you've been loving and what you'd love to see more of.